Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. When we look throughout the Bible, we can read about people who are Christians who are believing in a false gospel. In today's message, Pastor J.D. will share the importance of the one true gospel. Any gospel, apart from what the Bible has clearly laid out, is a false gospel, and people end up believing a lie from the enemy. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on April 2nd, 2023. So Ahab, king of Israel, said to Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, Will you go with me against Ramoth Gilead? And he answered him, I am as you are and my people as your people. We will be with you in war. And then verse 4 is very interesting. Also, Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, "Uh, Please inquire for the word of the Lord today. This is uh, what's known as praying after you make a decision instead of before. You know how it is? Okay, I'll that's okay. You're more spiritual than I am. I do this all the time. You know, you, you, you do something, you make a decision, and you don't pray about it. You don't seek the Lord about it. And then after you make the decision, there's a check, and you're like, uh-oh. What just happened? What did I just commit to? What did I just agree to? This is, by the way, why it is that Jehoshaphat is affectionately referred to as jumping Jehoshaphat. He just jumps on board. And, and then he's like, well, maybe we should pray about it. What do you think? Maybe we should inquire of the word of the Lord from the prophets of the Lord. So verse 5, then the king of Israel gathered the prophets together, 400 men, and said to them, shall we go to war against Ramoth Gilead, or shall I refrain? So they said, the false prophets, go up, for God will deliver it into the king's hand. But, verse 6, Jehoshaphat said, Um, the um is not in the original text. (laughs) He's going, wait a minute. Is there not still a prophet of the Lord here that we may inquire of him? Translated, what are you paying these guys? You have 400 false prophets. These are yes men that are only telling you what you want to hear. What are they going to, are they going to tell you the truth? No, because you'll kill them. You'll imprison them and or kill them. So no, they're just going, oh yes, oh King Ahab, yes, go forth. You will conquer and be victorious in battle. And Jehoshaphat, you got to picture the scene. This would have been very interesting because here's Jehoshaphat going, no, no, can we get a second opinion? 
from another prophet because these guys are bought and paid for and they're just going along with the script. So listen to the response from Ahab to Jehoshaphat. So the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, there is still one man by whom we may inquire of the Lord, but I hate him because he never prophesies good concerning me, but always evil. (laughs) Well Ahab, that's because you're evil. We're told that in the scriptures. He was one of the most evil kings in the history of Israel, the northern tribes. So he says, yeah, there is one guy. I hate his guts, because he he tells it like it is. And his name is Micaiah, the son of Imla. And Jehoshaphat said, come on, man. Again, not in the original, but let not the king say such things. Then the king of Israel, verse 8, called one of his officers and said, Bring Micaiah the son of Imlah quickly. Let's get this over with to satisfy Jehoshaphat. Now, it's important to understand again that Micaiah is in prison for doing the very thing that he's now being brought out of prison to do again. So it's like he's given this second chance. And it's almost like the officers that Ahab sends to get him out tell him as much. So they go to him and they basically say, hey Micaiah, you're going to get a second chance. Don't blow it this time. So here's what the prophets are saying. You need to tell Ahab the same thing. (laughs) Really? (laughs) What are they telling Ahab? Oh, that he's going to be victorious. Well, Micaiah tells them he cannot go against the word of God. But they take him anyway to prophesy to King Ahab and King Jehoshaphat. Now, it's really interesting, and I would really encourage you in your own time in God's Word to read this account. It's one of the most fascinating accounts in the pages of Holy Writ. Because prior to Micaiah being taken out of his dungeon of a cell to be brought before Ahab and Jehoshaphat, these 400 prophets, I mean, they put on a show, props, everything. Very dramatic. They acted it out, dramatized it. You're going to be victorious like these horns. You will conquer. And and I mean, what a show. I mean, after all, they're getting paid the big bucks by Ahab to do stuff like that. So Micaiah is apprised of this. So that's, that's what they're telling Ahab, and they did a really, they had a really impressive PowerPoint presentation, just so you know, Micaiah. So he's like, okay, whatever. I mean, he already knows he's hated and despised, and he also knows they're not going to listen to him anyway. So he decides to respond with what one has called a sanctified sarcasm. Sanctified. Sarcastic, sanctified. Did I say sanctified? Yeah. So verse 14, then he came to the king and the king said to him, I could just picture the tone. Oh, I would have loved to have been there. Micaiah, shall we go to war against Ramoth Gilead or shall I refrain? (laughs) And he says, Micaiah, yeah, go ahead. Again, not in the original, but Go and prosper, and they shall be delivered into your hand. Can I go now? So, 
Verse 15, the king said to him, How many times shall I make you swear that you tell me nothing but the truth in the name of the Lord? Oh, well there's an admission right there. I mean, not so surprising that he knows Micaiah's being sarcastic. I mean, he's seen this movie before with Micaiah. I would have loved to have known this guy and his personality. I can't wait to meet him in heaven. But what is a little bit surprising is that Ahab is acknowledging that he does speak the truth in the name of the Lord. That's interesting. So, verse 17, <laughs> And the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, this is after Micaiah is being sarcastic like that, Did I not tell you he would not prophesy good concerning me but evil? This is why I hate this guy. This is why I imprison this guy. Then Micaiah said, Therefore, hear the word of the Lord. You'll forgive my paraphrase. You want the truth? <laughs> like I said, you'll forgive my paraphrase. You have to. You want the truth, Ahab? I'll give you the truth. I saw the Lord sitting on His throne, and all the hosts of heaven standing on his right hand and his left. And the Lord said, Who will persuade Ahab king of Israel to go up, that he may fall at Ramoth Gilead? So one spoke in this manner, and another spoke in that manner. Then a spirit came forward and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. The Lord said to him, In what way? So he said, I will go out and be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. And the Lord said, you shall persuade him and also prevail. Go out and do so. Now this is Micaiah telling this to Ahab. Therefore look, Ahab, the Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouth of these prophets. And I if, man, if I could have been a fly on a camel to watch this, I picture Micaiah pointing to every single one of them. The Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouth of every single one of these guys. And the Lord has declared disaster against you, and that's the truth. You know what? In the end, Micaiah was right. That's exactly what happened. Ahab was killed in battle, despite Jehoshaphat agreeing to dress up like Ahab. And so when the, the opposing army found Jehoshaphat, thinking it was Ahab, they're getting ready to kill him, and then the guy goes, wait, that's not Ahab. It's not, no. They spared his life. Uh, I think Jehoshaphat started praying before, uh, after that happened, because it almost cost him his life. So they find Ahab and they kill him exactly as the prophet Micaiah had spoken and prophesied. Yeah, but come on, that's a message of doom and gloom. It's a, it's a message of disaster. Well, that's what happened. It's the truth. What do you want me to just speak smooth things? Yeah, tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies. Sorry about that. I hope you don't think that 
about that song. I had a flashback. I'm back now. Pastor, where are you going with this? Here's where I'm going. We desperately need Micaiahs who won't beat around the bush, that are willing to speak the truth, even though they know they may stand alone. If you'll kindly allow me to, I must, like Micaiah, speak that which must be spoken. Here goes. Netanyahu and Trump are deceivers. Should we bow our heads, close our eyes? You can slip out at this time if you want. I'm not afraid by your faces. I mean, nothing against your faces. But if you're going to look at me with that look, like with Jeremiah, I'm not, I have to answer to an audience of one. They are deceivers, and not to be trusted. Now, let me hasten to say, because I know what you're thinking, because I can read minds. In fact, let me just, oh, you're so one-sided. And I've been accused of so many things, despite both sides being two sides of the same coin, as we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Well, did you vote for Biden? No. Are you, are you Biden? Are you on the, on the left? No. Actually, I don't even know if Biden is actually, and I really mean this, I don't know if he's really human. How are we doing? Are we? Well, you're still here, so. If these actors, and that's what they are, actors following a script are still fully human, then there's still hope for them, because they need Jesus. There's still hope if they're still human for their salvation. I hope you don't tire of me saying this, but it matters not whether or not one is a conservative or a liberal, a Republican or a Democrat, a right or on the left. It only matters whether or not one is saved or lost. And I know I've talked about this ad nauseum over the last how many months, even maybe years, but We are playing into the hand of the enemy, because it's all designed to pit us one against the other. And sadly, (laughs) the world is seemingly standing in line to buy the lie which Jesus himself warned would be the number one sign of the time of the end. We've talked about this as well. Perhaps it would be appropriate just parenthetically to, by way of a friendly reminder, tell you that the number one prophecy that would mark the end times, the last days before the rapture of the church, is not wars and rumors of wars or 
earthquakes or famines or pestilence or whatever, the number one sign, wait for it, deception. Do not be deceived. The Apostle Paul echoes the Savior throughout his epistles, chief of which is his second letter to the Thessalonians, a passage, a prophecy that we've talked about often, in which he prophesies about a powerful delusion, strong deception. You know, I, uh, in our pastor's meeting I was sharing about how I've always kind of focused in on and emphasized the delusion part of it, the deception part of it at the expense of the strength of it, how powerful it is. These are powerfully deceived people. And it's it's a very powerful and very strong deception. Just try to go up against it. You'll find out in short order how powerful this is. It's a deception for sure. It's a delusion, certainly, but it is a powerful, it's very powerful, very strong. So powerful is this delusion and deception that those rejecting the truth will believe the lie. 2 Thessalonians 2.11. Jesus said, Matthew 24, that the deception would be so powerful and so strong that he actually would have to shorten the days for the sake of his elect, speaking of Israel, or no flesh would survive. The, the deception would be so strong and powerful that it could deceive even the elect of God. People you would never imagine would buy the lie by the lie. That's how strong it is. That's how powerful it is. I should probably, I guess this is as good of a time as any, just to be very transparent and open with you. I bought into it. I was deceived. My eyes are open now, but I was wrong. I was so wrong I, and so deceived. The year, let me just give you a quick backstory, just for the sake of context. The year was 2020, of course, who could forget, right? And the beginning of the end for me was when the deal of the century was unveiled, January 2020. And I downloaded the PDF, I read all 38 pages of it, combed through it, and I realized, wait a minute, this thing divides Jerusalem. And everybody else was like, oh, this is amazing. Trump moved the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. Actually, technically, yeah, but Trump's done a lot of really good things. Actually, technically, not really. It's a deception. <laughs> and so I came out, I'll never forget that update. I thought, man, Lord, just really, you know, yeah, JD slash Jeremiah, you're going to speak the words that I command you to speak. 
yeah, but uh, I'm, I'm, I think I'm the only one that's going to say the truth that this divides Jerusalem, and I'm going to get it. Yeah, I know you're going to get it, but I'll deliver you, saith the Lord. <laughs> and I got it. I have the scars to prove it. And so, you know, I'm still, this is three years ago. And then what ensued were the Abraham Accords. And that was like the final nail in the coffin as it relates to Israel and the deception. And keep in mind, you had the Trump and Netanyahu team. I want to come back to that. Now, what really did it was when when Donald J. Trump announced Operation Warp Speed. And that was it. That's when my eyes were opened. And I want to talk a little bit about that. But I wanted to give you that context and just very honestly and openly tell you that I was deceived. I have no animosity towards Trump or Netanyahu. Again, if they don't know Jesus and they're still human, there's still hope for them. It's not too late. I have no vendetta against anyone. I have no animosity. I have no hatred. But I have to speak the truth about this deception, because it's a deception. What if I told you that Trump's indictment this last week is all part of said deception? Like with the lying spirits in the mouths of Ahab's false prophets. What if I told you that? It is. It's all part of the textbook plan to again divide and conquer, bringing order out of chaos by creating this powerful delusion that somehow Trump will come back as the Savior of America. It's for this reason that it's incumbent upon me to expose the fruitless deeds of darkness, as the Apostle Paul exhorts us to in Ephesians 5.11. So that's what we're going to do for the remainder of our time together today. Okay? Don't look at me like that. I'll start with this All Israel News article published on Sunday, March 19th, titled Exclusive. Two Knesset members proposed legislation, did you hear about this? To outlaw sharing the gospel in Israel and send violators to prison. Could it be law? Four days later, March 23rd, CBN quoted Netanyahu as saying, quote, no law will pass in Knesset that harms Christianity. Now watch this. This is a deception by way of what's known as the Hegelian dialectic. It's textbook. You create the crisis, control the reaction, then provide and offer the final solution. And such is the case with Netanyahu, who now looks like he's the hero, the savior of Christians evangelizing in Israel. He is not. We are so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. You've been listening to the latest prophecy update that Pastor J.D. has been sharing. And as always, it's fascinating to hear and learn about how the things going on in the world relate to things predicted in the Bible. 
If you're ever interested in finding out more about this ministry, head over to jdfarag.org. That's jdfarag.org to learn more. If you're in the Kaneohe area, you're always welcome to come check out our church family. At Calvary Chapel Kaneohe, we meet on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. There's a Calvary link at the bottom of our webpage, so look for it at jdfarag.org. That link will give you more info on service times, directions, and more. Also, on our website, you'll notice a tab at the top that says ABCs. This is a helpful tool if you're in need of understanding a more in-depth view of what it means to have a saving knowledge of Jesus. If you or any friends or family need some clarification, this should help clear some things up for you. Again, that website is jdfarag.org. Next time, you'll get to hear some more interesting things about current affairs and how they relate to what the Bible says to be true. The prophecies in the Bible were not just mentioned casually. Every prophecy written in the Bible will come to pass. So there's much to understand about what's to come. We look forward to that time with you and hope you'll join us then. Until then, may you be looking for wisdom from God in spirit and truth.